We're back with Coffee is for Closers. I'm your host, Tim Brigham, and today with me is a legend in the commercial real estate world, uh, Kevin Rocio, K-Rock. <laughs> Pleasure to have you, brother. Thank you Thank so much you for, for having us. me. So those that don't, I mean, I know you well. I've known you for many years, but those who don't know, know you, um, please tell me about Kevin. Uh, born and raised on the west side of Chicago, uh, moved to the suburbs in 1977, graduated, became an investment banker. From there, got bored, moved back to Chicago in 1991 as a lender. Um, and I, I affectionately say that I've, I've been a lazy person all my life. <laughs> so what I mean by that as a lender, while everybody else would go to establish relationships with realtors, I established relationships with the unions. Oh wow. And so as a result, uh, grew my business to a point where uh, in 1997, was the fourth largest lender in the country behind us, Wells Fargo. Wow. Um, and then retired when we sold our company for to American uh, Street, no, American Home Mortgage, uh, which was publicly traded. I stepped away and, uh, and then in 2007, when National City was being purchased by PNC, I retired from lending. Hmm. Um, took two years off and decided that I wanted to stay in real estate, but I didn't like the residential route. So I decided to become a commercial broker. Why? Why did you? Why did you not like the residential route? You like commercial. Brand? I jokingly say because I don't like people. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I'm very poor interpersonal skills. All right. And what I mean by that is that I'm an analytic person. Yeah. Uh, no emotions. No. You know, just I don't care. And people sometimes get turned off by that, but it's just that's my personality. So. Started commercial real estate and uh, quickly became number one commercial broker for Ad Properties. Uh, now run the number one team for Ad, commercial team for Ad Properties. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll pause here and I'll say that everybody that meets you either loves or hates you. I'm, and a, most social, of them love I'm you. a social introvert. Yeah. You're amazing, Kevin. You, you command the room every time you walk into Thank it. You. And I think that there's some beauty behind what you just said is that you kind of remove emotion out of things and you look at the data, okay. right? Something that you say on a regular basis, you know, you know, what is the facts? What are the truth, right? So the difference is on the residential versus commercial. For example, let's say this where we're at was an apartment. People come in and they make their decisions on superficial things, carpet, yeah. walls, yeah. colors, appliances, all that. Commercial people walk in and say, how much rent can I get for this? Yeah. Different, different story. So It's um, about math. It's all about the math. Um, so I just follow the math. Who are your mentors in the business? Um, so growing up, it was Lee Iacocca. Uh, throughout my career as a lender and even as a realtor, it's Thad Wong. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, he took you into the commercial side of it too, yeah? So he approached me in 2007 uh, as I was retiring. Um, however, I didn't know anything about commercial. I just was, it was seductive. So I said, let me go work for a national firm for two years and I'll come back in 2009. In 2009, I came back and here we are. What advice did he give you when you started stepping into it? Um, it wasn't really. It wasn't really any advice. He just said, one of the things that he said that he really liked about me was, was that I was a. Tr what did he tell Cranes? I was a true marketer, if there ever was one. Yeah. Okay. I'd say that. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 something I take from you every single time is is how to command your brand, right? Absolutely. And what is I, the most important piece? That's what I tell people now. They say, "What do you do?" I'm in brand management. Yeah. I'm yeah. surrounded by great people, but I manage the brand. You, I think you're the epitome of what App Properties you know, preaches. They're a, they're a marketing company first, thank you, right? Thank you, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. It's amazing, it's amazing. So, um, you know, 
you're a very successful agent. You've closed quite a business, bit of business over the years and uh, made quite a bit of name for yourself. Um, talk to me about COVID, right? Talk about what happened and what we're experiencing now. So I think COVID was probably one of the best things that ever happened to America. Wow, um, and that's I was, bold. And I'll say this, before COVID, um, we were relaxed and we, we were handed everything. And I'm gonna use a personal, so for me personally, I freaked out when COVID happened because it was like, oh my God, how am I gonna work with my, how, how am I gonna do my business, what have you? Yeah. So we adapted quickly um, and then we got into this new groove of working, working smart and hard at the same time. Um, and the growth from 2020 to 2022, I, I still sit back and go, wow. And it's because I had to change the way I work. For example, I no longer personally handle every transaction that I'm compensated for. So what I decided to do is <clears throat> there are agents, there's 4,000 agents within App Properties. Yeah. And so what I did was if someone on the North Shore has an apartment building they wanna sell, I have them take the listing. I'm the analyst behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so that they take the volume credit. That way I can just, I can be in multiple places at one time. Wow. And wow. That's what COVID did. Because before I'd be chasing those deals. Yeah, I mean, you touched on a couple of things, right? I think the start of it is, is that, you know, tough times make tough men, right? Mm -hmm. And then- And women. And women, right? And then tough men and women make soft times, which then Absolutely. Soft men and women, right? And it's just the cycle perpetuates the cycle. I think this COVID brought out, you know, what we really need to do, what we need to get back focused on, right? Yep. And then yep. the separation is there. But, you know, you talking about, um, you know, the, the how much growth we had and all the things that happened, all the fear that happened overnight, because I think as mortgage lenders, we had the same problem, right? <laughs> I can't go to the office anymore. Right. I can't command my team. I can't do these things. This is what's so special about you is that you figured out, listen, maybe I need to work smarter, not harder. Maybe Absolutely. I need to go and network with more people and-, and More than and I already do. <laughs> share, yeah. share the knowledge yeah. and be compensated for it that so way. So for right? example, you know, and that's, that brings up a good point. So this year, as we were returning back to the office, I said, okay, um, how, what should I do? What should I do? Because one of the things I noticed when, pe when we were at, at home, agents would call me to ask, how do I put this deal together? And it could be, from compass to exit to, you know, it was across the board. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to put together this class and I'm gonna teach one agent a week to how to properly price two to four units and how to properly price smaller apartment buildings. Why? Because when they have a client in front of them, they need to understand and, and not trip up and lose the opportunity. So the goal was by the end of the year, 52 agents. Um, as of last week when we finished with Lee Marcus's team, we had 350 at property agents that we taught and about 25 outside agents that wow. paid to be taught. Wow. Okay. And so what that does, people say, well, what does that mean? Well, that means now I got 355 agents from at properties that when a client says I'm interested in two to four, they can at least engage the conversation. And then if it's something that makes sense that I work with them, they're out doing the showings, they're out doing the inspections, together we're doing the negotiations and we just cover more ground quickly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing, right? I think in your world, you, especially through social media and things, you'll see things get posted on, you know, an agent will dabble in mm -hmm. the commercial space, right? right? They, they jump out from residential and they think, well, I'm, the client wants to sell this building. What's interesting is you'll see 
again, social media tags, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with making fun of agents or any of that, mm -hmm. but that's what ends up happening is, is that, how did you come up with your purchase price? And the agent will say, well, that's how much the that's client the, wanted to sell it for, correct. right? Not understanding cap rate or any of these other right. things. What advice would you have for any agents, you know, that are looking to dabble in commercial? Don't dabble. Get yourself a mentor. You should, if you if this is a product type that you want to sell, at least until you understand what you're selling, you should have a mentor, someone in your office, no matter if, like I said, if it's Compass, Ad, Sotheby's, what have you, someone that knows how to do this business, do it together, make sure the numbers are there. Because in this class, for example, I teach and I show how many canceled and expired two to fours and apartment building listings there are in the MLS. Why? Because a seller says, hey, I want to sell my building for $4 million. And you do all the paperwork and put it in the MLS for $4 million. And then a commercial broker comes through and said, that building is only worth 3.2. Yeah. Why? Because the data doesn't match the numbers. Yeah. And that's what a mentor will, will figure out quickly. That's great advice. You know, I think it really has to do with the income, not the actual, you know, that that creates the sales price, not the other way around. It's right? the combination of the income and the expenses that are tied to it to produce that income. Yeah, that's incredible. So, you know, switching gears, right? Um, you know, COVID, we had this reaction. What are you seeing, you know, in the market today? Are you seeing demand? Are we seeing this doom and gloom that the media is painting the picture on? Okay, so <clears throat> we're going to separate it like this. Um, your primary residence is a liability on your uh, uh, financial statement. Yeah. Unless it's free and clear. Yeah. Okay? So here's the difference. As the market changes, as the economy changes, you decide you do not want this liability anymore and you're search searching for someone who will take on that liability. Right. Okay? Commercial. We don't care what's going on in the world because our pricing is an income producing asset. If someone is ready to step out for generational, you know, they're retiring, whatever, there's someone that needs that income producing asset. So I'm as busy now as I was in 2021, which was a record year. Wow. Okay. I mean, wow. we're, we're running about 40 leads a week wow. that I have to filter through. And I, I mean, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. But, like I tell my team, this is what we strive to build. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm seeing reports come out that are talking about, you know, we're starting to see vacancy factors drop, right? Lowest levels we've seen in 15 years. I think it's 6-1 or something like that. Right? Once again, because the 99% are the biggest consumers. And, you, you know, just think about COVID. I can't tell you how many Amazon buildings or, or trucks I saw at apartment buildings when I would go visit. Okay. Yeah. Where's that money coming from? It was subsidized. Yeah. All right. But unfortunately, we live in a, in a society that's impressed by superficial things. Wow. Yeah. And in the other, and in, you know, so reduce um, vacancy, it's not surprising. You know, and it, there's another thing that's floating around the air. Um, people are responding to Chase uh, spending a billion dollars for, for a real estate portfolio. Yeah. So here's what most people seem to quickly have forgot. In 2008, <clears throat> due to the record number of foreclosures and abandoned houses, the government had to put up $1 trillion in neighborhood stabilization funds. Mm -hmm. And they went around the United States and they went to certain developers and they said, put these houses back together, put them, on, put them back on the rent roll, 
till the market improves and sell them off. Yeah. So the Blackstones and the Chase of the world are being proactive this time, and they're creating rental housing because if the economy changes, the last thing you want is someone who can barely afford the house and afford the upkeep. So it's just, I think it's one of the smartest moves ever. It's a hedge. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. It gives a lot more clarity as to why they're jumping out there. That's all this, this is all it is. Right, wow, wow. You know, what do you think has happened to the buyers and sellers of COVID? It sounds like we just see increased demand. Is there more availability? Is there more, is there, is there less inventory, more inventory? So, you know, I'm one of these people that I, when I hear stuff, I say, don't cry me a river. Um, because the same pe person that's complaining about housing costs, you go to Oak Brook Mall, you go to any of the malls, it's packed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you don't have money for housing, then what are you doing here? You can't park, I mean, you can't get in a parking lot. So that's interesting, right? So in social media with Realty, right? And, and sales professionals, we all, this image, it's right? Sheep are led to slaughter. What, what would you give as advice in regards to a, a realtor's image right now if maybe they're struggling with, with sales? I don't know. Um, so if they're struggling with sales, they just need to reevaluate whether or not this is the best career for them. Sure, fair enough. I mean, I think a lot of these think that their image is everything and they have to have this, you know, this persona and, and drive this ridiculous car. And what I get from you is, is that that's great, but really the, the, the knowledge basis, right? You actually know your craft, you know the real you, math. You need to understand why everything goes on around you. Like I was, I was having a conversation earlier and people were complaining about gentrification in South Shore. And I said, listen, my people had 40 years to make a difference. People complain about what happened in Logan Square. The Hispanics had 40 years to make a difference. Some to cry your river. No. <laughs> Sorry. As, like as, I said, as, as a token one guy, I can't. I, I can't. Very poor personal skills. Fair enough. Okay. Um, what do you think is if you had to pick one skill set that you mastered that you can attribute to making you a successful agent? What do you think that is? Um, not caring what other people think. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a. Truly actually meaning what you just said is an amazing skill. Some people say it, but they don't necessarily mean it. So right? I, I listen, I cannot control how you, what you think of me, and it's not my job to change you. Yeah. I can only be me, and you either like or don't like, but it's, if you don't like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We don't have to be liked by everyone. Yeah, that's a great point. Okay. I mean, we became this society where we have to like everybody, and unfortunately, <laughs> not everybody Sad. gets along, right? Um, what do you think the hardest part about being an agent is? Um, being consumed by the other agents around you. Really? You know, so, so? so for example, um, and I was, I was victim to it too. So I, you know, everybody posts closings, uh, volume, sales, you know, all that. And Guilty. then, and then once I took the National Association of Realtors Commercial Achievement Award, I said, you know what? Unless I can get a higher award, this stuff doesn't matter. I don't, you know, I just looked at an agent's, this is a true story, and, they, and I, I'm not gonna say the name. I emailed an agent to give them an updated, uh, update on their client that they referred to me, right? <clears throat> I swear to God, from here, so the, I, he had one statement. Hey, K-Rock, thank you so much for the update. This is how long his signature line was. Okay, dude, are you in real estate? <laughs> It doesn't, you know, clients, the only thing clients care about is whether or not you are good at your craft. Mm -hmm. Posting what you achieved in the previous year is not the answer, all right? Transferring value 
is. Why should I work with you versus the other person? I think I, the only counter I would have, mm -hmm. right, is that I find that some clients want to see that who they're working with is successful, right? But they're gonna the only way you're going to be able to do that is providing value. It has to be so concrete, honest, real value right. to then back it up of like, I'm not just making things up, right? The value gets you in the door. Yeah. Your accolades qualify you. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a great way to put okay. that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll be honest, right? You probably have the busiest social media out of anybody I've ever met. You are everywhere. You know I, everyone. You're at every party. How do you keep up with all this? So, keep in mind, most real estate brokers are real estate brokers only. Yeah. So, I'm on the board of a publicly traded cannabis company. I own a franchise of chocolate uh, franchises. Um, and then I have real estate. And then that's just me then my family has auto dealerships you know we have two country clubs you know so it is so what i do on social media is because of all of us i'm the most creative when it comes to that mm. however however um i appear to it's funny because i say this all the time i appear to be everywhere but i guarantee i'm at home every night by nine o'clock yeah People that are close to you know that. The Irish right? yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Okay. But but here's the thing, right? You're you're nice to everybody you meet, right? I respect and, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And and you continue to network with everybody, I'm and sorry. you go out in your presence, Absolutely. right? And because so because people I, think of you. Because the thing is, the thing is, your life is as important as mine. So I want to take the time to get to know who you are. Can I add value? I don't know. You know, it just we don't know. You know, um, and I'll give you. We, my mother's furnace went out this weekend. And, you know, after some rogue uh, HVAC guys, I called one of, our one of my clients who's a commercial engineer, and he referred someone to me. They came out same, within the 24 hours, and from a $6,000 bill, it was actually $150. Wow. Now, I've only met him twice at a NICAR meeting, but we had lunch a couple of times, and that was it. And I felt comfortable to reach out to him. Wow. Yeah. That, that's what it's about. Listen, I'm from Arizona, right? And uh, what something I had to learn mm -hmm. was how Chicago does business. Yeah. It, it's, it's. I love the West Coast. I love how friendly everybody is. And, and you come to these big cities, sometimes it seems aggressive. It's probably the best word mm -hmm. to use. Um, it's not aggressive. It's that the qualifications, right? Absolutely. Everybody's got a guy. You know, you got to earn somebody's respect right. enough Absolutely. to be Absolutely. their guy, Absolutely. right? And once you're their guy, you share that with everybody because right. you want to support them and help Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Network out there. And, and if anybody I'd find that was a master at their craft of networking out there and becoming the guy, it's you. So this is, the, this is the only time I'm going to quote Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you never know who needs who. Right. So if your friends can't use you for your contacts, you are useless. Hmm. Wow. Wow, that's a Chicago way of putting that's things. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> so you run a team, you coach, you mentor. You most recently held, a, I think you held the biggest class you've held so mm -hmm. far. How many agents did you coach? Uh, it was 40 in one class, 355 total for the year. Wow. That's incredible. And I'm sure you changed some lives and you continue to do that. I have to ask you, who is your hero? Uh, my mother. Wow. Tell me about your mother. Single black woman in the 60s raising two kids on the west side of Chicago to $30,000 a year salary. Somehow she put both of us through college. And to this day, she goes to church every week, you know, choir. She, my dad was uh, 
had a heart attack and a stroke at the age of uh, 10 years ago. They were divorced for 15 years prior, but she stayed with him every day up until he passed away this past October. Condolences, I'm no, sorry, I didn't no, know that. It was his time. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful, though. She sounds like an amazing woman. That's, everybody knows Mama Rocio. That's awesome. Tough lady. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet you it's where you get it from. That's, that's I, I, list, I just so proud of her. I have to ask you this exercise, right? I think it's cool. Tim Ferriss does this, and I think it's, it's awesome. So if you had to pick a quote, anything, doesn't have to be from somebody else, mm -hmm. your own quote, and you put it on a billboard for everybody to see, what would it be? Uh, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Tell me. Why? That's it. That's it. That's it. Just believe in yourself. N know your worth. And Simple. To the point. Believe, believe in what, who you are and what you're about, yeah. and that's it. That's it. Just keep moving. And that does it for this edition for Coffee is for Closers. But honestly, Kevin, I can't thank you enough. You're an incredible human being. You're humble. And I think you've inspired those that have just listened to your story today. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time, and, and I appreciate you. Always. Always.